Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they're clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and tons of insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. Welcome to Mindful Elevation. This is Rachel, and I am so excited for you to join me today in my conversation with Leanne Larson. Leanne Larson has her master's in education. She is a licensed mental health counselor. She's trained as an energy psychology practitioner and grief educator. She's trained in traumatic studies and hypnotherapy, and she's an Asui and Karuna Reiki master teacher. She is founder and CEO of Elevate Counseling Services, and she is passionate about educating the world about healing and wellness and all things good, beautiful, and true. Leanne, I am so excited to have you here today. Me too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I am so excited for you to share with all of our listeners all about energy psychology. So let's start off with what exactly is energy psychology? Because to some people, it sounds pretty bananas. So tell me all about it. All right. Well, I'll tell you some about it. That works too. The whole podcast, you'll be learning all about it as we go. But for sure, you and I were talking and there is some misunderstanding about what energy psychology is. You know, I was at a staff lunch the other day and One of my colleagues, which I adore, has been with me almost from the beginning of the journey, was like, oh, watch out, Leanne's going to do some of that energy psychology on you, Mm. right? Making it almost sound like it's some kind of voodoo or, you know, craft, you know, I'm going to cast spells or something. And that's really not what we're talking about at all. So there is a stigma. There's this like misunderstanding. But I promise you the field of energy psychology is well studied. I believe it's been 25 years now on the other side of a lot of the studies that have been done that have shown us that our bodies, though they um, are mass, you know, we have mass matter, there's actually energy happening in the body as well. You know, first, I want to say that Newtonian physics way back in the day, when uh, the world was giving credit to God and spirit for like people's lives and body and health and healing and all that, discovered the reality that, you know, our uh, universe is a mechanism. It can be ordered. And Newton realized that the body too is a machine. And so energy was really removed from the equation. Like it's not relevant. It's not important. We now know that's not true. And if you want to understand the PhDs, the researchers behind this, I want to encourage you to go study Bruce Lipton, who has done a ton of work 
for a lot of years around energy psychology and he can really unpack quantum physics and all that for you to to better understand it. But um, I will say that we are energy. We're energetic beings. We're magnetic beings. Uh, research has now shown us that with through technology, we can put a any mammal really through a scan and see meridians running in the body, which is just flows of energy that go along the central nervous system. Now, acupuncturists knew this for years and years and, you know, generations. Um, they were working with the meridians. Now we have studies that demonstrate there are certain points in the body, pressure points, places where they do either reflexology or needling, and you can relieve migraines, you can get help with anxiety. There has been proof that cancer um, has correlations with the meridians and problems in the meridians. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. So this is energy. This is energy that is in our body that we hold and can support health, but it can also diminish health, right? So as energy psychology practitioners, what we're doing is we're saying we acknowledge, we are aware that there is more going on than meets the eye, and we want to be able to access that. Hmm. Right? So you say that this ties back to Newton and physics and all those things that I did very poorly in high school. So <laughs> can you tell me a little more about that connection? Right. Well, I think that, you know, the pendulum swung one way mm -hmm. with physics, with no Newtonian physics and medicine. And now we've sort of come back center a little more. For example, nurses are now being given CEU credits for taking Reiki, hmm. which is hands-on healing for patients. As a matter of fact, I know someone who did a study for a local hospital in Boston, and uh, they were positive results. The nurses were the ones who received the Reikis, but the patients uh, reported a better experience with the nurses that were receiving Reiki. That's really a more incredible. healing experience. Yeah, right. And there are studies. There was a study that was done where they had little rat, lab rats who had GI problems um, that were intentionally given to them. I know I feel so bad. But, you know, sometimes we do things for science. And, <laughs> and they had real Reiki practitioners come in. And they had what they called sham, S-H-A-M, sham Reiki practitioners, which mm. were graduate school students who were not Reiki practitioners, but they were shown how to hold your hands, how to beam the rats and all that. And what ended up being demonstrated was the rats who actually received Reiki improved their GI health and the rats who did not because they were getting sham Reiki did not improve their health. Wow. Yeah. So energy, right? Energy flows, mm -hmm. energy affects the body, right? So very interesting experiment, right? I want you to think about the fact that Quantum physics has boiled everything down to the fact that we're all invisible, which is kind of crazy. But what we're seeing is light. I was going to say, I can see you just Yeah, fine. yeah, well, let's shut the lights off and see what happens, right? <laughs> In the dark, when there's no light reflecting off of, off of us, we're energy, 
right? But you can't actually see us. There's a force, right? Mm -hmm. If you reach out. So it's just important to understand that we still have life force, even if we're not visible, right? Even if we're not able to be seen, right? So technology has come a really long way, not only with understanding that um, our bodies hold energy, but specifically our brains Mm. and neuroplasticity. And we understand now how the trauma brain is impacted, right, with our amygdala in the back of our head. That if you're traumatized, which by definition, trauma is an overwhelmment of emotion and how your brain chemically responds to that moment, it becomes awash with adrenaline and cortisol and our prefrontal lobe gets offline. And that's where we're creative. That's where we understand our identity. That's where we are in flow state. We understand how to keep time. We have our confidence. So when anyone is like super anxious or they're traumatized, they can be triggered. And that amygdala is just going to go crazy. And it's going to shut down their confidence, their ability to make decisions, to move forward in life. And now we know Thank you, research and technology, that there are things that we can do to improve our functioning in the world. And things like yoga, Mm. things like taking a walk in the woods, prayer, meditation, all of these things, given their due time and attention and repeated patterns, improves our neuroscience which ultimately improves our relationships, our experience of life, our ability to achieve goals, all of those things, right? So that is really at the heart of energy psychology is that our brains, which are the computer of our life here on earth, can be positively impacted by doing activities, mind-body activities that are supportive of improving energy systems. And we would throw acupuncture, acupressure, Reiki, and all of those things in that category as that was, well. That is so incredible. I mean, to me, that gives me hope, not only for my life, but for all of our listeners' lives, that we can use the, the practices and the principles of energy psychology to improve our life. And, you know, that's really the whole purpose of this podcast. So I'm so excited to, to really present this. Right. And to, to help people understand that it's the little things and it's the simple things. Also, I love um, the story of the starfish, which is sort of sad. Mm. But you can chop off a little starfish arm and throw it in the ocean and you will grow a new starfish. Yay. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's not gone. He's multiplied. So um, the reality is that our brains are almost like those little starfish where we can have some some problems with the amygdala. We can have some chemistry issues that are problematic and they can be healed. Mm. And, you know, previously we thought psychopharmacology and I'm by no means saying that meds are not a great idea because they are a great idea. But so too is this idea of taking back our lives and really just um, moving and enjoying our bodies and really being able to live fully Mm. into what feels good. What feels good. So we're all starfish. 
I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> that was a little off, though, whatever. But, you know, okay. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know, though, how you can connect energy psychology into mindfulness. Right. Well, if you think about it, we are here right now in this moment. We can't really be who we were yesterday. So, you know, I love that saying, you know, uh, yesterday's history, mm-hmm. tomorrow's a mystery. All we have is today, mm-hmm. which is the present. And we do tell our stories over and over again. That's a huge part of our emotional development, our psychological development, our spiritual development. We're going to have our narrative and our narrative is going to change and our views are going to change on who we were and what went down and how that happened. But we can never go back to in that moment when I was in that relationship or had that habit or did that thing, my narrative is different about it now. So I can't go into the energy of yesterday. I have to take who I am today and put it through that lens. Likewise, and boy, do we see this with clients. When we go into the future, mm. forget about it. Absolutely it's not. all anxiety. How come? We're not there. We're not there. Something There's, I love to say is the future doesn't exist. It does not exist. It blows my mind. But we have energy right now. We have energy today. We've had a very excitable energy today starting the podcast, right? And some days our energy is higher than others. We're vibrating at a higher frequency. Some days we're sluggish and we're low and we're just not feeling great. So mindfulness is all about staying in the moment and working with who you are now and what you have now, right? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? You know, later we're going to be hearing uh, from Carla about uh, the law of attraction. Yes. Which is so great. Ultimately, the law of attraction is about seeking ways to feel good mm-hmm. right now and, and to attract that into your life because however you're feeling you're going to attract more of that so it's so important to be mindful Mm. right you're going to be talking to jessica yeah about positive affirmations and it's like what do i need right now like maybe today i'm going to do something that's going to require bravery and courage so i'm going to need affirmations for that but maybe in a month i'm going to need humility And I'm going to need grace or patience. And so I'm going to need affirmations for that, depending on whatever is up in our life at the time. You see? Mm -hmm. So in any given moment, and I, I wonder if you've had this experience as being a clinician where there's no expectation when a client walks into the room. Am I right? Who knows? Right. Any number of things could have happened. And usually when I do have an expectation, it's wrong. (laughs) Right? Yeah, because life happens in between sessions. Absolutely. And we don't know where a person is going to have gone, what adventures they have been on, what disappointments they may have had. So we're really good at showing up in the moment for our clients. But are we good at being in the moment for ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is so important, so important for our healing. So you talk about energy, you talk about the neuroscience behind it, you talk about mindfulness. 
I see a dumbbell in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's a connection between energy psychology and the body. I would love for you to discuss that. Right. Okay. So for the listeners, I would like to just say she's not talking about me as the dumbbell. <laughs> there is a 10 pound dumbbell on the desk. And I will tell you something, folks. I considered a 15 pound kettlebell and I thought she looks like she lifts, but I'm not entirely sure. And I didn't want to torture her. So I decided to bring the 10 pounder in instead of the 15 pounder. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we, we talked earlier and Rachel does lift. So we're going to ask her to use her weakest arm in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who don't lift, then you can use your, your strong arm if you try this at home sometime. But What we're going to do is called muscle testing. Now, muscle testing can be done any number of ways. And and you might have this experience if you go in to work with either um, an energy psychology practitioner or another um, health professional, perhaps a chiropractor or a acupuncturist, a Reiki um, healer may use muscle testing. It depends. Uh, People who are those doctors who prescribe like the supplements and all the Mm -hmm. organic type things do muscle testing because they're trying to determine uh, what your body needs or are there certain places in your body that there are blocks? Is there an energy shift? So Rachel is going to demonstrate and folks, you're just going to have to trust me on this, but she will validate uh, indeed if this works or not. Uh, But we're going to just test her um, arm strength and her weakest arm to um, pick up and then hold that dumbbell. So we're going to ask you to stand. Here I go. All right. And then, so she's got the dumbbell down. Now, what I want you to do is bring it up to your shoulder and then halfway down. Okay. And just hold it there. Okay. Now you're happy, right? You're having a good time. You're doing the podcast. I want you to think about something that is disturbing to you. Maybe there's a relationship or a struggle or something that's problematic going on in your life and see what happens with that dumbbell when you get into that energy. How is 10 pounds feeling like 20 right now? (laughs) My arm is shaking. Yep. And honestly, I just feel an overall. You're working really hard. Yeah. You're working really hard to hold that. And there was actually about a half an inch drop as well, which (gasps) I don't think you noticed because you were like, why is it? It went boom. It just kind of sunk down there. So you can go ahead and put that down. We don't want to torture you. You can hold it on the other side if you want balance between your arms, you know. But, yeah, so you're going to see a weakness, Mm -hmm. right, when you bring yourself into the energy of a thought or a challenge that you are struggling with. And so muscle testing is a great way to do it. Another thing that people will do is have you hold your arm out and um, they'll push against, you know, so say push against my arm and they'll be able to tell when you have a weakening strength, whether they're like going through body parts or whatnot. Um, I actually had a very cool experience when I was doing my emotional freedom technique uh, training, which is tapping, where mm. we were just practicing on each other. And um, at the time, I was probably maybe a year on the other side of a Crohn's actually diagnosis. I had wow. Crohn's for probably 20 years, and they didn't even know it. It was misdiagnosed. So lots of damage had happened to my intestines, some stricturing. Mm-hmm. 
And I had this real bad anxiety, health anxiety that I could not shake, could not get rid of. But we did um, some tapping exercises. We did some muscle testing. And in the end, what I discovered now, meanwhile, I had been working through this. I had been going to Reiki on a regular basis. I had been doing light connection. I had been doing a lot of work to clear out whatever issues I was having, emotional issues around having this new diagnosis. And it turned out the information that I gathered was I wasn't trusting my body Mm. to heal itself. Wow. That was the information I got. Now, I will tell you today, I'm five and a half years on the other side of the last intestinal block I ever had. And I've had no surgeries and... All the doctors are super happy um, with the progress that I've made. I've even healed some of that stricturing, which is mind-blowing. Because once I knew, oh, I'm not trusting my body to actually heal itself and repair itself. We have to remember, doctors give us medicine. Doctors do surgical interventions. Therapists do interventions. But it's the body that does the healing. The body knows. The body has its own intuition. Mm -hmm. And this is what we honor when we do energy psychology practices. When we, as clients or clinicians, say, you know what? I'm going to honor the energy of my life force. I'm going to listen to my intuition. I'm going to listen to my body, and I'm going to do what I need to do. That's beautiful. Isn't that cool? That's exciting. Yeah. Ah, and so you have an issue that you're going to work on, right? Because your muscle testing showed you. Clearly. You have a little dip in your energy <laughs> around that issue. Isn't mm-hmm. that great? So now you know. You have proof. Yep, i got to work on this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. My yeah. body knows. Progress, not perfection. <laughs> <laughs> you have a program. I do have a program. Retreat Integrator Self-Love. I would love for you to discuss, explain, mm. explore. What is that? Um, Retreat Integrator Self-Love was a um, pandemic project. I um, just got into this really creative space and put together this program that uh, relies heavily on energy psychology practices. And it uh, is about educating yourself around the cultural and societal norms around self-love and addresses barriers to why we struggle with self-love and worthiness. And we meet usually in communities of around eight women and it's all online. And we also delve into meditations every week. We actually do inner child healing. Mm. We learn about the chakras. We really do a deep dive into activities because it comes with 30 days Mm -hmm. of activities to do while the course is going on. And it's really a wonderful way to introduce yourself to energy psychology, ideas, principles, practices in a community type setting. Yeah. So something really exciting about 
retreat integrator self-love we actually did an in-person retreat last fall that's exciting and uh, there were nine or ten of us there it was amazing we did a weekend in berkeley it was a really good time uh no one got spit on by the alpacas so that was kind of cool <laughs> and so we will probably do more in-person retreats as life goes on um but we're going to be starting an online community for people who go through Retreat Integrator Self-Love as well, so that they continue the conversation, the connection, mm -hmm. um, the practices. And it will include, you know, lives with me as well as a library of meditations and blogs and all sorts of really uh, wonderful things. Because this is going to be... Um, a movement for all of us to build better relationships with ourself first and others second because when we show up fully for ourselves and we understand what we need then we can be fully present for other people in our lives yeah. and how beautiful is it to be working on healing our own energy mm -hmm. and being surrounded either in person or virtually by other people doing the same I think that's that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. The online programming has actually worked very well for people because they're able to do it in the comfort of their home, you know, at the end of the day or midday. They're not having to drive here, there, or everywhere, especially because we're doing meditation, tapping, all of these things that can make you feel like super relaxed and super calm afterwards. You don't want to get in your car and drive and and in this right. way you don't have to yeah it runs anywhere from four to six weeks depends on uh the calendar when we do the six-week program we do delve more deeply into chakras and uh tapping and inner child healing we have a couple of extra weeks to go a little deeper into that well that is so exciting and i'm so excited for you and and everyone in the program uh that's going to be awesome well, it is that time. Mm -hmm. We do have to wrap up episode number one. Yay! So thank you so much, Leanne, for joining me today. Yeah, and for, thanks for having me. Of course, and educating and sharing your wisdom with all of our listeners and with me. I am so grateful. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com. Call our intake at 508-297-1491. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services or find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month. And keep an eye out for Energy Elevators every Monday where I will be teaching energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.